we're going to reveal some spiritual truths tonight, and you guys are going to get it. Say, I'm going to get it. You're going to get it tonight, all right. You're going to get it tonight. How many of you need a word from God? How many of you know that you need to hear a clear word from God? Amen. Because one word from God will change things, won't it? Oh, come on, somebody. One word will make a difference. One word when he says to step out, you'll step out. One word when he says to build, you'll build. One word when he says to move, you'll move. Come on. I mean, and God's wanting, to, God's wanting us to hear clearly from him. I'm just going to kind of tag team on this, um, on this, on what we started on Sunday. So if you didn't get Sunday's message, I'd suggest you better get it. You better get it. John chapter 10, verse 27 says, My sheep hear my voice. And I know them. Are you hearing God's voice? Or God says that, you know, this Jesus was saying that. He says, my sheep hear my voice. He said, and I know them, and they know me, and they follow me. And when we hear the voice of God, we're to follow him. You know, he, he, was, he was walking along the Sea of Galilee, and he saw, he saw Peter and, and John and, and James and uh, the sons of Zebedee, and he said, come on, follow me. And they just followed him. I mean, they didn't go, you know, you know why that, that uh, Jesus uh, had 12 Jewish disciples? Because if they were American, they would have said, when he said, come follow me, we, they'd have said, where are we going? How long are we going to be there? Is it cold there? Is it warm? Do I bring my tent? Do I bring, what do I, I got to go check with my wife and see if it's all right. Come on, somebody. But when he said, come and follow me, then he came, then, then they just came and they followed him. So I want us to be able to hear the Word of God very clearly. And I want us to look at it in Matthew. Did I tell you Matthew chapter 14? Did I tell you what verse? How about, let's look at, uh, I don't know, let's start at, it's all good. Let's just, let's start at verse 22. I'm reading out of the New American Standard. It says, Immediately he made disciples get in the boat and go ahead of him to the other side while he sent the crowds away. And he had sent the crowds away and he went up on the mountain to, by himself to pray. There's a principle right there. I want you to get that. There are times where you've got to separate yourself from the things of the world. How many of you are involved in this 21-day turnoff? Where we're taking 21 days and we're turning off the TV. You guys all right? I need to pray for you guys tonight. It's tough sometimes, isn't it? When you get in that habit of turning on that TV or, or you get in the habit of sitting in front of that uh, computer screen all day long or, or you get in the habit of texting everybody all the time and and turning that off and really finding God. So we see where Jesus himself, he, he, he went up to the mountain to pray by himself. And the boat was already a long distance from the land, verse 24, battered by the waves, for the wind was contrary. And in the fourth watch of the night, he came to them walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified and they said, it's a ghost. And they cried out in fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, Take courage, it is I, do not be afraid. Now, I want you to know that this was Jesus, who had just spent time with the disciples. I'm like, Lord, they just spent time with you, they watched you do miracles, and now all of a sudden they're going, It's a ghost! What is a ghost? Help me, save me! And Jesus said, Don't be afraid. Peter said to him in verse 28, Lord, if it's you, command me to come to you on the water. 
And he said what? What did he tell him? It wasn't a negotiation thing. Jesus couldn't get into the time of going, well, you know, Pete, this is water, and you're not going to be able to walk on this water, because Peter heard the word of the Lord, and he said, Lord, if it's you, tell me to come. What could Jesus tell him? Come. So he heard a word of the Lord. Are you with me? He heard a clear word of the Lord. Some of you are in a place tonight, and you've got to hear a clear word of the Lord. He heard that clear word of the Lord. Let's see what happened. Peter got out of the boat. Peter got out of the boat. Peter got out of the boat. He heard a word from the Lord and he stepped out and he did something the other 11 disciples couldn't do. Didn't do. We need to hear a clear word from the Lord. And when we hear that word from the Lord and it was come, Peter couldn't say, um, well, you know, I was going to Jesus, but you know, the waves and stuff are here and the water and, you know, I can't find the ladder to get out of the boat. And there was no excuses. He was obedient and he quickly obeyed. Say obey. He obeyed the word of the Lord. He said, come. And the Bible says Peter got out of the boat and he walked on the water and he came toward Jesus. But seeing the wind, he became frightened and beginning to sink. He cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus stretched out his hand and he took a hold of him and he said to him, you of little faith, why do you doubt? I want you to focus on that word, why do you doubt, or that phrase, why do you doubt? When he got in the boat, the wind stopped. How many of you know you've got to get Jesus in the boat with you? You're out there on your own. You're out there in the middle of some stuff going on. And you don't have Jesus in the boat with you. Because when you get Jesus in the boat with you, according to the scriptures, it said the wind stopped. It quit. It stopped. And we talked about hearing some things from the Lord. We talked about Sunday about what, what hinders us from hearing from the Lord. So I want us to look at some of those. I want us to look at these real quick. I just want to review these points. You can write them down. One of the things that will hinder you from hearing the word of the Lord is unbelief. Remember that? Unbelief. That will hinder you from hearing the word of the Lord. Another thing that will hinder you from hearing the word of the Lord is an underdeveloped spirit. Your spirit is underdeveloped. You're not feeding it the right stuff. You're not giving it the word of God. You're not spending time in prayer. You're, the spirit inside you is not growing larger. The, your soul is growing larger. An underdeveloped spirit. Another one is a spirit of deafness. We can't hear. Huh? What? God, open our ears tonight. Let us hear what you're wanting to bring forth tonight. What else will hinder you from hearing the Lord? Neglect. Neglect. I neglect my time with God. I neglect my time in prayer. Look, we're pretty transparent around here. There's times where sometimes my wife knows when I've not spent enough time with God. Amen? She knows. And there's times where she's flat told me. You know what? You need to go spend some time with the Lord. Get a little irritable. And you know what? She's right. There's, there's nothing wrong with that. She's right. I understand that. I receive that. I said, you're, you know, you're absolutely right. I do need to spend some time with God. I need to do like Jesus did, and he slipped away, didn't he? By himself. Let's take a look at some ways that you can improve your hearing, that your hearing can get a little bit better, that we can get 
better hearing, because that's what we want to get, don't we? We want to be able to get that. One of the ways in order to be able to increase your hearing or get better hearing is this. You need to maintain a spirit of expectancy and faith. Did you come here tonight just because it's time to go to church? Or did you come here tonight going, I'm expecting something. I'm expecting something. Something's going to happen tonight. Something's going on tonight. Something's going to take place tonight. I get the goosebumps on my arms. The hair raises up. I don't know if y'all can see that or not, but it happens to me. That's a manifestation that the Spirit of God is just upon me. I don't know how He deals with you, but this is how He deals with me at times. doesn't mean that He's not when I'm not doing that. But I come in order for me to hear from God. A way that I can increase my hearing is to come expecting something. I need something tonight, God. Even though I'm preaching this sermon, even though these people are coming here to receive something from you, i got to have something tonight. I'm expecting God to do something in me tonight. I come expecting. I want the faith of God to rise in my life. I want to be able to maintain that. I expect to hear something from God tonight. I want to hear something tonight that will change me. It'll change me for the better. If you're hearing something that's going to change you for the worse, it's probably not God. Second Corinthians, let me share this verse with you. Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13. It says, but having the same spirit of faith, according to what is written, I believe, therefore I have spoken. We also believe, therefore we speak. So we see a spirit, of, a spirit of faith working when we begin to speak forth the Word of God. I begin to start speaking forth the Word of God. Matthew chapter 9. Let's, well, let me, just, let me just paraphrase that. Write this down. Matthew chapter 9, uh, verses 20 and 22. You can also find it in Mark 5, 25 and through 34. And Luke chapter 8, 43 through 48. And the woman who had been suffering from a hemorrhage of 12 years came up behind Jesus and touched him. Do you remember that? This woman had gone through all her money. She had spent all her money. She had been to all the doctors. She'd been to MD Anderson. She had been to Dallas. She had flown to Boston. All her, her savings was gone. Her 401k was gone. Her stocks, investments, and dividends, all gone. No hope for you. Is it over? Some might say, yeah, it's over, but you know what? This woman didn't feel that way. She just said, and she had heard that Jesus was in town. And she said to herself, if I can just get to him, if I can just get to his cloak, if I can just get a hold of his garment. Faith. You know what she was? She was expecting something. She was expecting something to happen. She was expecting. She came with expectancy and faith. I mean, it must have been just building. I think about this, and I think, here's the picture. Jesus is coming through, and there was not just a few people. There was a crowd of people. And you read the different versions, and obviously they were bumping up against him, and they were, he was going through the marketplace. And, you know, if you've ever seen in Jerusalem or Israel, uh, the marketplaces, they go through, it's very crowded, you know, and all of this. So she's seeing him, you know. I mean, she's, she's got her eye. There he is, and she's beginning to make her way to him, and she's expecting something. And as she gets closer, do you think her faith was rising or falling? What? 
It was rising. She got a little closer and it began to rise. I don't know, but I know on the way here tonight, as I drove here, I thought my faith was rising. Something was happening. I I could feel something. I was expecting something tonight. My faith began to rise. I began to start thinking about having courage. I began to start thinking about when we make a move for God and we hear a word from God like Peter and then God says, come, no devil in hell can stop you from moving, amen? But you can stop yourself. Don't stop yourself. Make that move. Move into the things of God. There's more things out there that we want to experience with God. Begin to move into them. And some of you, I know that we're in this 21 days of turn off, but I don't want you just to turn off everything and, 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 and make your yard spotless. That's good. But cut out some time for the Lord, amen? Some guys know what I'm talking about. It's like, what am I going to do now? I can't watch TV. I might as well fix that fence that's been out there for three years. <laughs> get on that thing, you know what I mean? Which is great. That's wonderful, but you better cut some time out for the Lord, Amen. So we need to be able to hear God better. I began to start thinking about expecting, and, and there were two blind men that expected something from Jesus in Matthew chapter 9. They expected to be healed. This woman with the issue of blood, she expected, I can, I'm just touch his garment, I'm going to be healed. What about the four men that were carrying the paralyzed guy? They, they, they couldn't even get to Jesus They ripped a hole in the roof, lowered him down. Now, do you think they were expecting something when that happened? You know that's right. They were expecting something when it happened. I began to start thinking about them, and and I began to start thinking about blind Bartimaeus. It didn't matter who was was around. Blind Bartimaeus said, Jesus, Lord, have mercy on me, son of David, have mercy on me. Like, shh. Will you be quiet, man? Look at the masters over here. Doesn't matter. I know he's here. I can feel him. And I'm expecting something to happen. And he was just hollering out. And he got something, didn't he? He got to see. He got to see. So he began to expect some things. And, and you know what I began to, I started thinking about, I touched base on a Sunday just a little bit and in Acts chapter 3, it talks about the gate called beautiful. It talks about the man that was, that was there receiving alms. He was paralyzed, and, and Peter and John came in. And the Bible says this, he looked upon them. So was his attention somewhere else? And they said, hey, alms for the poor, and he looked upon him. They looked upon Peter and John, and he says, you know why? He was expecting something. Let's be reasonable. You know what he was expecting? That's right. Give me some cashola. I was expecting a little alms, brother. And they said, silver and gold, I don't have for you, but I do have this. In the name of Jesus, rise and walk. Whew. So you can just be expecting one thing and get something better. Amen? (laughs) Acts chapter 3, verse 5 says... And he began to give them his attention, expecting to receive something from them. So your hearing's going to get better by expecting to hear something from God. When you're praying, when you're having a dialogue with God, you're, you need to expect to hear from him. All right? The second thing is, I want you to, that'll increase your hearing, that'll help you hear from God, is to pray in the Spirit and pray without ceasing. 
1 Thessalonians 5.17. Pray without ceasing. Praying in the Holy Ghost. Pray without ceasing. Pray Pray for the interpretation. There's times where I pray in the Spirit and I'll say, Lord, I believe I receive. I believe I receive. I don't know what it is I'm praying for, but I know whatever I'm going to receive, it's going to be good. Come on. It's not going to be bad. He's not going to give me a snake or a stone. You with me? My Father's going to give me good gifts. Good gifts. So you want to be able to not only maintain a, a spirit of expectancy and faith, but you want to pray in the Spirit or pray without ceasing. The third thing is to tune, balance, and confirm what you hear with the teaching of the Scripture. Tune. Make sure it's in tune with what you hear. Make sure it's balanced. All right? A lot of times we get out of balance. God created things in balance. I'm telling you, I don't know how many miles an hour we're spinning, but we're spinning. We're spinning so fast that we don't even know we're spinning. But if the earth gets out of balance... We're going to be off this planet, amen? We need to maintain balance. We need to be able to have balance within our lives. If it doesn't line up with the Word of God, ignore it. Let me say that again. If it does not line up with the Word of God, ignore it. I've had people telling me that they were praying and that God told them they needed to divorce their wife. You nut. That didn't line up with the Word of God. Ignore it. Make sure it's in balance. Make sure you can take it and you can bring it into the teaching of the Scripture. The fourth thing is this. Wait for peace. Wait for peace. 2 Thessalonians 3.16 says, now may the Lord of peace himself continually grant you peace in every circumstance. Grant you peace in every circumstance. And that the Lord will be with you all. So, if I'm hearing from God, and I want to hear something from God, I want to be able to maintain an expectancy in faith. I want to be able to pray without ceasing. I want to be able to continually pray to God. I want to continue that that prayer language, that dialogue. I want to be able to do that. If I'm going to be able to continue to increase my hearing, I want to be able to tune and I want to be able to balance and confirm what I hear with the Word of God. Does it line up? If it lines up, keep it. If it doesn't, get it out of there. Hello? It's out. Like you got to continually act like an umpire. See! See! I like that. I haven't been an umpire much, but, you know, man, you got to get him out. You got to throw him out. I mean, you know, the dude's coming home, man. He's picked off. He slides, and the umpire says, you're out of there. We got to do the same thing when we think we hear something from God, and it doesn't line up with Scripture. We've got to say, you're out of there. Take that thought captive. Pull it down. Pull down anything that sets itself up against the knowledge of Jesus Christ. Can I get an amen? amen? And we need to wait for peace. See, a lot of times we don't realize, but there's a, there might be a waiting process in there. <laughs> you know, God's not always a microwave God. 30 seconds. Okay, God, you better answer my prayer. Ding! 
Is it there? Yeah. It's not a, he's not a microwave guy. But there's got to be some peace there. Philippians 4, 6 says, Don't be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, make your requests known to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds. Think about that through Christ Jesus. There'll, peace, there'll be peace. There's this old song, used to be peace in the valley. There will be peace. How do you know you can walk through this? How can you do this? I got peace. I got a word from the Lord and I got peace. But you're stepping out. You don't understand what you're coming up against. Doesn't matter. I got peace. I've heard a word from the Lord and I've got peace. I'm maintaining my expectancy of faith. I'm I'm actually praying in the Holy Ghost. I'm moving forward with the things of God. I got it tuned and balanced. I'm bringing it. Got scriptures to go with it. I'm waiting on the peace of God. Let me give you number five. Number five is this. If you doubt, don't. What happened to Peter when he was walking on the water? He saw the winds and the waves. And he said, doubt, ye of little faith. It's because you doubted it. If you doubt, don't. I began to start thinking about 1 Kings chapter 18. I mean, Elijah, he was, he was pretty straight up on this. He was like, look, basically you've got to get off the fence. I'm paraphrasing. He was like, if you're going to serve your God or you're going to serve this God, you're going to serve one or the other. He's like, get off the fence. Either God is your God or Baal is your God. You choose. Then he called fire down from heaven. And <laughs> I think all those that chose Baal were like, well, I think I want to, can I change my answer? Because they saw the power of God. If you doubt, don't. If you doubt, just don't. Just don't do it. Is it, is it God? I don't know. I doubt I heard from God. Well, then you better not step out. God doesn't operate in unbelief. Hello? God doesn't operate in unbelief. Are you all getting something here tonight? Number six. This is good. Seek godly counsel. Say that. Seek godly counsel. The Bible says that there's safety in multitude of counsel. Proverbs eleven fourteen says, Where there is no guidance, the people fail or fall. But in abundance of counselors, there is victory. That's Proverbs eleven fourteen. Proverbs fifteen twenty two says, Without consultation, plans are frustrated. But with many counselors, they succeed. Many counselors. You walk into an area, sometimes we get into areas in our lives where we just, we don't take counsel. We don't want to take counsel. We don't want somebody to counsel us different than what we've made our mind up. Come on, don't shout me down now tonight. You know that's right. We make our mind up for something and we want to have somebody confirm it. So I'll talk to Pastor Shelley. And she's like, no, I, you know, I don't think you're hearing from the voice of the Lord. Well, you know, she don't know nothing. What about you? Yeah, no, you, you know, I don't think I'm hearing it either. What about you? No, you don't think I'm hearing the voice of the Lord. Well, what about you? And you think, oh, yeah, I got my confirmation there. She said it's okay. I'm going. I've already got three, four counselors. Three of them said no. One of them said yeah. And I want to have my way, my will. So I'm going to take the one yeah and I'm going to go with it. 
Turn to your neighbor and say, he's talking about you. I've been working on that side over there. I got to get over here and work on this side. Get some counsel. Do all these things. Line these things up. Get some counsel. I've been thinking about doing this. What do you think? You know, you can't get counsel from everybody. Just don't go to some heathen dude and get some counsel. Are you with me? Because, I mean, God will give you a word. Yeah, step out. Jump into it. And you'll go to so-and-so, and and they'll go, I tried that once. It didn't work for me. It ain't going to work for you. That ain't no way you're failing, buddy. He's bringing doubt. He's bringing unbelief. He's bringing bringing a whole bag of stuff in, and he's unpacking it on you. I want you to hear from God. I want to hear from God clearly. We're in a time and a season. We have got to hear from God clearly. I don't need no vague stuff over here. God's kind of cloudy over there. Was that, does that say eat at Wendy's? What does that say? God, you want me to go to Wendy's? I got to go to Wendy's. God said it. Oh, it was West Indies. I go to Wendy's and I'm eating at Wendy's and this guy from West Indies comes. He's a missionary. I'm supposed to sow into his missionary. You know, I'm going to give him some money to help do, promote the gospel of Jesus Christ because he's from West Indies. I mean, God's still making a way even when we mess up. I'm, oh, it's West Indies. I thought it was Wendy's. You know, because you were being led by your, your tummy. Let's look at them real quick. I think we got them up there. Maintain a spirit of expectancy and faith. Pray in the spirit and pray without ceasing. Tune, balance, and confirm what you hear with the teaching of Scripture. Wait for the peace of God. I'm telling you, that is a big one. Wait for the peace of God. Wait for the peace of God. Let's, I want to just touch base on that one a minute. I, I just I can't get off of this one. Turn with me to James. James chapter 1. See, we want to hear from God clearly. We need to know we have a clear word from the Lord. I want us to look at some things here. James chapter 1. Man, that's all good. I just... I'll start with verse 2. Consider it all joy... I don't know if I need to read this to to us tonight or not. Consider it all joy, my brethren, when you encounter various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance, and let endurance have its perfect result, perfect work in you, such that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Wow. How many want that? I do too. But how do we get to the lacking nothing? Well, verse 5, it says, But if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives generously and without reproach, and it will be given to him. But he must ask in faith without any... Anybody know what that word is? A louder. Without any doubting. For the one who doubts is like the surf of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. 
Now, this is what gets me. Verse 7. For that man ought not to expect that he'll receive anything from the Lord. Whoa. 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 If I come in and I'm believing and faith is operating and I and it doesn't happen today, it doesn't happen tomorrow, and I say, God, you got three days. You better make this thing up in three days, man. Y'all have been there. You know what I'm talking about. You might have waited six months, a year, recently waited a year for God to move. But I'm not doubting. Because he says, if you doubt it, why should you think you're going to get anything? Think about that. Why should we think that we would receive anything from God? The Bible says you're a double-minded man, unstable in all your ways. All your ways, unstable. Do I believe God? I'm pretty good until Aunt Martha says, yeah, I can't do it. And I'm back over here. Yeah, she's right. I can't do it. You're right. There's no way I'm going to be able to do it. But then I go to church, and I hear that I can hear from God. And I'm back over here. Yeah, I can do it, man. I can do it. Until after service is over, the gathering's done, and we go eat dinner, and you run into Uncle Bob, and Uncle Bob, you say, Hey, Uncle Bob, you got a great idea. I got a word from the Lord. Yes, it's good. It's good. What do you think? And he's going, I don't think you can do it. I'm back over here with Uncle Bob and Aunt Martha. Are you with me? I'm back into doubting. The Bible says this. You're an unstable man. Unstable. Tossed to and fro, I think one of the versions is. We hear from God. Let's stay there. If you can take this through this grid that we're giving you here tonight. You want to hear a word from the Lord? Take it through this. Take it right through this grid and say, okay. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to maintain expectancy. God, I'm expecting you to move. You come and bring this thing through this grid. And you know what? Not only do you wait for the peace of God when you get the peace of God, you might need to, you know what, not doubt. And then you're going to seek godly counsel. You've done these things. And then it comes to number seven. Boldly obey. Boldly obey. Say, I am going to hear from God. And I'm going to obey. You've got to obey. How many of you know diso- uh, delayed obedience is disobedience? God says, do this. And says, you know what? I want you to do it next time you see him. And you see him once and you think, hmm. But God, you don't understand. I'm in shorts, at the grocery store, in the mustard aisle. I can't be talking to them and praying for them right there. God said, the next time you see that person, I want you to pray for them. So you let it go. That's delayed obedience. 
Boldly obey. We've got to get to the point where we're not tossed to and fro. We're standing right there. We're like a tree planted by rivers of living water that brings forth its fruit in its season. Whatever he does prospers and his leaf does not wither and whatever he does prospers. That's Psalm chapter 1. We've got to stand strong. Joshua, God told Joshua, said, be strong and be courageous, very courageous. So we've got to, we've got to boldly obey. Jeremiah 7, 23, I got this scripture, I want to read it to you. It says, obey my voice and I will be your God and you will be my people. And listen, you will walk in all my ways which I command you and that it may go well with you. Whew. What? Let me, give you, let me give you five safeguards. She's got it. Good. We're in good shape. Five safeguards to hearing. Guard your hearing to protect yourself. These things will protect you. Okay? Listen to me. Number one, it needs to line up with Scripture. This will safeguard you. All right? You need to write this down. Because if you're going to hear from God this next week on some issues, you need to know what you're going to do with it. You're going to make it line up with Scripture. There might be a time where you come up and you say, Pastor Eric, I think we need to be doing this. And I'm going to say, really, Glenda? What scripture are you standing on? Is it lining up with scripture? Here's another thing that I want to give you. It's going to require faith. It's going to require faith. Number two, it's going, going to require faith. Number one, it's going to line, it's got to line up with Scripture. Okay? Number two, it's going to require faith. Somebody say faith. faith. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. It's going to require faith. If I can do it and make it happen myself, what do I need God for? And that's where a lot of people think. But you know those things that God wants you to do? <laughs> you get a scripture on it. You're standing on it. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding, but in all thy ways acknowledge him and he'll direct my path, God. I'm trusting in you in this situation, in this circumstance. And it's going to require faith. You're going to have to walk even though your eyes may be blinded. You're going to have to move forward. You're going to have to confess the word. You're going to have to pray. You're going to have to believe. You're going to have to stand. You're going to have to war. You're going to have to be tired and do it again. This is just a safeguard that will help you for your hearing. All right? Run it through this thing. The third thing is courage. 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 You've got to have courage. You're going to have to have courage to take that step. Do you think Peter had courage when Jesus said, come? You know he did. I'm, I, 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 there's going to be time. I mean, we're going to have time in heaven now. I'm going to say, one of my deals is like, I want to see the disciples. I want to see the other disciples. I want to see what they were doing. I want to see if they were going, Peter, what you doing, man? Pete, you're great. Pete, get back in the boat. Get back in the boat, Pete. <laughs> Don't do that, Pete. Are you nutsy? It had to be Pete. You know what I mean? Wouldn't been you, John. Would it? No, it had to be Pete. Pete had to do that. What were they looking at? Or do you think what they were amazed? Going, go, Pete, go, 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 Pete, go, go, go. 
I don't know. I mean, it doesn't tell us. There's a lot of stuff in there it just doesn't say. But it took courage for him to step out. You've got to act on that. It's going to take courage, amen? The fourth thing, and this is really important. When you get a word from the Lord, it's going to go against the world. It's going to go against conventional thinking. World systems. It's going to go against that. I'm sorry. Abortion. Passing a law to outlaw abortion is going against the world. Passing a law to define marriage (laughs) as one man and one woman. I never thought it would be going against the world, but it's going against the world. Are you with me? There's times where we've done some things and God's given us a word and it's been confirmed. I want to make sure that the word gets confirmed. The Bible says, by two or three witnesses, let everything be established. Okay? So you get a word. I'll use myself as an example. We got a word from the Lord that we were going to build this building. And, uh, you know, it's a pretty big step. Got a word from the Lord that that's what we were to do. We were to relocate. Okay. There was a prophetic word that came forth that confirmed it. There was scripture that we were standing on. Nehemiah, building the walls, rebuilding walls in Jerusalem. Families. If you were part of a family at this time, many of you participated in the sheetrock Sundays or Saturdays where we came in here and put sheetrock up. 90% of the sheetrock came up. In Nehemiah, each family built a portion of the wall. We were at a conference before this happened, and actually Barbara Wintrouble, um, who's coming to our apostolic conference this year, we were in Oklahoma City, and she pulled Shelly and I out of I don't know, 600 people in the crowd and comes on up and I'm thinking, oh man. And she says, you are to go ahead with the plans that God has given you. It is time to move forward on those plans. And at that time, in 2001, the economy was down, especially after 9-11. Do you know what I'm saying? Don't want to build anything. Don't want to step out and do anything. Now, the economists would say, now's not the time to do it. Wait and let everything settle. But no, no, it had to be then. (laughs) It had to go against the world system for us to do what God wanted us to do. Amen? So when you hear a word from the Lord, it's going to go against the system. There's going to be a battle. There may be a war. When you hear a word from the Lord, you take it through this grid. You say, okay, I'm good. It's, it's going to go again. <laughs> what I'm going to do is not going to be liked by everybody. Your mother, your father, brother, sister, aunts and uncles. You start moving forward to God, you're going to find there's going to be a shaking. You move forward for the things of God, you take a stand for defending the truth. 
there's going to be a shaking, a little rippling effect. But I'm telling you, God is faithful. Oh, you heard me. God is faithful. He is faithful. That's the God that we serve. So not only will it line up with Scripture, it'll require faith. It's going to take courage of acting that out and stepping out on that. It's going to go against the world system. But there also has, and this reinforces, there has to be peace in your heart acting as an umpire. Okay? It's going to be that umpire. You're in, you're out. I mean... Who else can take seven-foot guys on a basketball court, blow the whistle, and send them to the locker rooms? (laughs) The coaches can't seem to do it, but the referee sure can. You're done, buddy. I told you to go now. (laughs) You're out of here. We've got to do the same thing. When If you're going to hear from God clearly, you're going to know these things. I'm getting so excited because, man, you guys, I know you guys are going to go, okay, you're going to be going, God, just give me a dream tonight. God, <laughs> speak to me in the night hours. God, speak to me while I'm driving. And then you're going to get out your list, and you're going to say, okay, okay, that's good. Okay, yeah, that's good. Oh, let me get it. Oh, it don't run up. So, give me another one, God. <laughs> give me a one that's clear, amen? Give me something else, and then you'll go through it, and you'll take it through this testing, this this proofing here, this this rising and understanding and saying, God, this is it. Then you get it. Don't get out ahead of God. Paul said for us to stay in step with the Spirit. I want to stay in step with God. Don't get too far ahead of Him. Don't be dragging back behind Him. You want to stay in step with God. Say, I am going to hear from God. Clearly. You got some decisions to make. There's issues in your life going on. You need wisdom to be released in your life. We want to hear from God and we want you to hear from God clearly. Well, what would you do? What would what would steps would you be? What would you take? The first steps I would take, I'm glad you asked that question, because the first steps I would take is I'd get this sermon and get the one from Sunday. We're going to put them in, and there's going to be another one this next Sunday. There's going to be more information on how to grow your spirit. I would take them and I would take these scriptures and I'd start looking at them and I'd start meditating on them and I'd start getting them in your heart, not just in your brain. Okay? I would do that. I'd look at these scriptures and I'd meditate on them. I would begin to start training and practicing. I know that the Baltimore, or not Baltimore, the Indianapolis Colts won the Super Bowl last year. And they started training long before the week of the Super Bowl. What you're training for now may show up the next five years. You're a sum total of what you've read, what you've ate on, what you've fed on, what you've understood, what you've walked in five years ago. You started to understand it. You started to do it. And now it's manifesting. There's some of you here that are, that are getting out of debt because two, three, four years ago, you, you got a greater understanding of it. You realized how important it was and you started heading in that direction. Don't get weary in well-doing because it's coming. You just keep the pressure on. Just keep, keep doing. Keep doing good. Keep having wisdom. Please getting a plan from God, moving forward in that plan. There's some of you here that tithe 
keep tithing. Some of you have been thinking about, no, if I, don't, if, I, if, if I just didn't tithe, I could take that money and put it somewhere else. I'm telling you, you will be putting it in a pocket with holes in it. Those of us that, tither, that are tithers and know the principles and have had seen the fruits of tithing in our lives say, Amen. Amen. You're right. Some of you are saying, Hey, I want to get a hold of these principles of God. You got the next 21 days. Well, 20, 19, 18, 19, 18, 19 days. That you've turned off the TV. Spend some time and look at this scripture. Begin to start getting it in you. Because the Bible says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Yeah, I like that. What's in there? There's been times, guys, that there's some stuff that's come out of here that I've said, oh my word, what's that doing in there? Where'd it come from? It just didn't come from here, it came from here. The Bible also says, out of the innermost being flows stale rivers. <laughs> That's not scripture, is it? Good, I'm just checking to see who was awake. <laughs> Jason started laughing. No, no, the Bible says, out of the innermost being flows rivers of living water. Not stale stuff. So what's flowing? If you look at it and things that are not flowing like they should be flowing then maybe you need to check the source of the river. He examines your heart. He looks at the intent of the heart. I want to hear from God clearly, and I know you want to hear from God clearly. I don't want the enemy to steal this. This is good stuff, man. We're flying right under the radar screen with it, too. We're going to bring that baby in and we're going to drop it off to everyone here. You're going to begin to start hearing from God and all of a sudden the enemy's going to go, what in the world happened? I thought I had them with ears plugs. Now the, the ear plug must have fell out. No, you're beginning to hear the word of the Lord and you're going to begin to know that it's God. And when Jesus said that I'm the shepherd and that you're the sheep and you hear my voice, we're going to be able to hear his voice. So just like Peter, when he says, come on, we're going to say, I'm with you, brother. See ya. Wouldn't want to be ya. I'm going with Jesus because he just called me. Amen. Let's stand up this, this evening. It's a good word. Amen. Let's give the Lord some praise for the word. Amen. It's your word, God. It's your word. Let me just pray for you. Let's seal this word to your heart. God, I just pray that tonight we just seal this word that we are going to begin to hear you clearly. I ask you, God, to open up ears. Just open up eardrums. I'm asking you just to go deep inside there and take out of the wax, take out anything that's there. I, I bind a, a spirit of deaf and dumb right now from operating, and we loose the spirit of the living God to hear you, Lord God. I'm asking you to open up the ears of our heart to begin to operate now in the things of God. Lord, just let us have wisdom. I pray tonight that you will have the spirit of wisdom and revelation to know Jesus Christ more. And I pray a blessing over you tonight in Jesus' name. And everybody receives, said, I receive. In the name of Jesus. And I will hear and I will obey. In Jesus' name. Let's give him some praise. Amen. He is worthy.